the intersection of ideas and action, this is Longitude Soundbites, where we bring innovative insights from around the world directly to you. My name is Sheftali Thate, a Longitude Fellow from Case Western Reserve University, and today I will be presenting a soundbite by Michael Malona, an Assistant Professor of Philosophy at Ryerson University. Today, he will be talking to us about hope and optimism, the difference between the two, and how they are important to our lives. Hi everyone, my name is Michael Malona. I'm an assistant professor of philosophy at Ryerson University in Toronto, Ontario. Here I'd like to talk about hope and optimism. I'll say a bit about what they are and how there are important differences between the two. A major theme in my own research is that it often makes sense to hope even when you can't be optimistic. It can even make sense to be a pessimistic hoper. Now, questions of hope and optimism tend to arise in difficult circumstances. For example, many of us have had to confront daunting medical diagnoses, either our own or that of a loved one. In my own case, from early in life, I watched a loved one struggle with an ongoing illness. The illness was multiple sclerosis or MS. And despite the suffering wrought by this disease, they always managed to avoid the temptation to despair. And something like hope and or optimism sustained them. And to offer a more global example, Humanity currently faces the rising threat of climate change. The odds of avoiding disasters seem bleaker as time passes. And as some climate activists argue, fear and panic can sometimes seem preferable to hope and optimism. But a crucial point to notice is that hope and optimism aren't the same thing. A person who's optimistic expects things to go well. For example, if you've got an upcoming exam and you predict you'll make an A on it, even if you're not absolutely certain, then you're optimistic but maybe you don't expect you'll make an A. Perhaps you fell asleep before you're able to finish reviewing all your notes, but you're a clever student and you think you might somehow eke out an A. You're not optimistic at this point, but you're nevertheless still holding on to hope. So hoping for something only requires desiring that thing because you believe it's at least possible. Now, the empirical research suggests that being high in optimism has numerous advantages. For example, optimism has benefits for physical health, emotional well-being, and relationships. The trouble is that whether one is optimistic can depend heavily on factors over which one has little control. If the odds that things will go well or low, then optimism can be difficult to cultivate or sustain, at least while avoiding irrationality about what the odds really are. By contrast, the possibility of rationally holding on to hope can be present even in the face of incredibly low odds. For example, even if the chances of averting a given disaster are, you know, say 2%, it might make sense to continue hoping. This could be especially true if there are still actions one could perform that make the disaster less likely. So even if some people can continue to move forward without hope, others who give up hope may risk falling into a state of hopelessness or despair. And despair not only feels bad, but it can deflate our motivation to act at all. So if we want to hold on to hope, how might we do that? I'll close with a handful of tips. First, be as flexible as you can in your hoping. So a highly specific hope to become, say, a Harvard professor is difficult to fulfill, one which is likely to be dashed. But prioritizing a more open-ended hope to find a career educating your minds can be fulfilled in a number of different ways. It's easier to sustain. Second, gain conceptual clarity. Recognize that hope can coexist with lots of negative feelings. Hope and fear, for example, tend to go together. When we fear something, we hope that what we're afraid of doesn't happen. And when we hope for something, we fear that what we hope for doesn't happen. Hope is always energizing, 
but it isn't always something that is cheerful. Third, take action, whether that means planning or doing. Hope itself can cause us to act, but you can also try to fake it until you make it. Small steps can be what kindles a more lasting hope. Last but not least, look to the past. History is full of unexpected twists and turns, some for the worse and some for the better. On a positive side, we might point to the fall of the Berlin Wall or Nelson Mandela's story. Hope is comfortable in that space of uncertainty. These tips hardly guarantee that you'll hold on to hope, but they're strategies available to those who would seek to maintain it, perhaps even hoping against hope. Thank you for such a lovely piece on hope and optimism, Professor Malona. I have generally considered myself an optimistic person, but I always struggle between identifying when my optimism is justified versus when I'm being hopeful in a hopeless situation. I truly appreciated you differentiating between hope and optimism, and I think you brought up great points about how important having an optimistic mindset is in terms of our physical and mental health and overcoming challenges in our life especially given the uncertainty that COVID-19 has left us all in. I realized how important holding on to hope is. Without a sense of hopefulness and optimism that things will change and get better, it's difficult to see a purpose in continuing to stay motivated and committed to our goals, many of which have had to be postponed due to the virus. I hope that many of our listeners were enlightened by your advice on staying hopeful. I know that I certainly was. Going forward, I think all of us can find ways to change our mindset and see the future with possibilities and positivity. With that being said, we are out of time. We hope you enjoyed today's segment and learned a thing or two about hope and optimism. Please feel free to share your thoughts over social media and in the comments, or write to us at podcast at longitude.site. We would love to hear from you. Join us next time for more unique insights on Longitude Soundbites.